The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Just knocked over my drink. Uh, go on, go on, Jackie. Go on. Give the fans what they want. <laughs> Tell them that you're staying. <laughs> Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock podcast. Um, uh, we've got a massive show up for you today. We're going to talk about uh, Jack Harrison, obviously. Uh, Rafinha, uh, the new fee that's that's come out. Uh, pre- the preseason friendlies, um, where Archie Gray was uh, subject to an assault. Um, kettle chips, uh, the new kit, of course, because we haven't spoken um, for a while. Women's Euros. Uh, Conor Gallagher tried to do, uh, tried to kick a ball. That was pretty funny. Um, and um, uh, tickets. And we've got a v- to discuss it. My name's Adonis, and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's very good help for me. And uh, to discuss it, we've got a very, very angry uh, Machiavelli Big Mac at Ewan Metcalf. Ewan. Uh, yeah, hello. Right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and Barney from the internet at Barney LUFC twenty one. Aye, aye, you all right? Very good, thank you, Barney. A very hot. Um, I'm drinking an Alm Dudler. I bet you you can't oh. get that in England, can you? Is that alcoholic? No, no, no. Have you ever seen something more Austrian? There's two <laughs> two people in very uh, Austrian dress, if you're listening on the podcast on the front of it. Right, Legion United may receive as little as £41 million from Barcelona for Rafinha as new figures emerge. And he uh, he scored a goal and got two assists on uh, in 30, 35 minutes or whatever, 45 minutes or whatever he played. Go on, Mac. Good, yeah. Hold on. Uh, another example of our brilliant negotiating skills and terrible... Uh, um, and I'm to be able to underestimate, undervalue and sell players to other clubs far too cheaply. is uh, once again rearing its head through Vanit since, well, forever. Cantona, you name it, we've started there and it's fucking been just about as bad ever since. Um I just think it's appalling. I mean, we're probably going to come on to Phillips in the United article, but, you know, players going out and mouthing off about their dream moves while they're still at a club is out of order and it fucking lowers their value to everybody else and puts us in a really poor negotiating position. So I think the players are at fault for, for that bullshit. It's like, you know, and, and I think just we just seem to be shit at it. I mean, I don't know because I don't I, I don't, I don't play football manager. I don't play FIFA. I'm not a football agent. I'm, I don't run a football club. But why are we so fucking? How does Jack Grealish? How does, how does Villa get 100 million for Jack Grealish? You look at some of the players that have been sold. I mean, the guy that uh, Brentford have just bought from Hull for 20 million. Am I getting twice as much for Rafinha in a poor side? You know, for two years has dominated. You know, dominated the division of being acclaimed as one of the, the greatest prospects, broken into the Brazil team, and I, I don't. I absolutely believe that we'll be getting less than people have been told for it because the, the club are conscious that people are pissed off that we constantly sell players for far less than the value. Phillips has gone for less money than he should have done, and now Rafinha already would gone for less money than he should have done, and now we're finding out that maybe it's even less than we thought. It's fucking embarrassing. 
And it's no wonder we're getting to financial trouble because you have to make sure your assets are moved on for not only the value, but probably above the market value, particularly a Rafina where he's had two, well, I, I didn't think he was great all last season, but listen, he, was, he still was the, the, the kind of marquee player for us, wasn't he, for the last two years. And he moves to the, one of the biggest clubs in the world for fuck all. It's embarrassing. Pissed off about it. You were ready might, to kill somebody might, today. You might have, you might, you might have <laughs> uh, Barney? I'm, I'm hiding it well. Can you give us some positivity? Um, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, I think from the Grealish point of view, he had that clause in his contract where the, some club had to come in and pay an extortionate amount. I think why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Exactly. I think the the worry for me again is that Rafinha only had two years left on his contract. Phillips only had two years left on his contract. Before when we signed and we didn't put a clause into it, there's a talk about Harrison going to Newcastle. He's only got two years left on his contract. We we, we don't seem to we yeah, it's been a really good summer so far in recruitment wise, but we, have, we seem to have a, le- a bit of a small mind, what is small minded the right word? Or a bit, a bit of short term vision on get, securing our players at, at the current at the club. So we need to look at the contracts. And if we think that that player is going to be a prized gem player, like Joffy, there's talk about him um, signing a new contract. There needs to be a clause in that contract. If anyone comes in, we will accept that and that's it, nothing else. I think with Rafinha against Barcelona, it was his dream to go there. Fair play to him. He's, he's finally got that dream. But Deco has played Leeds throughout this season, I think. And he's played Barcelona. He's promised Barcelona that we're going to get Rafinha on a cheap because they were thinking we we're going to get relegated. That hasn't happened. And that's why it's got to this stage where Rafinha was adamant that he wanted to go to Barcelona. I have no issue that we're going to have to sell players to, to invest into the new team. But when you see players like Rafinha, who will probably actually blow the World Cup apart, I think, because of how he's performed in his first game for Barcelona already, it's going it's gonna to be a bit... We sold him for 40 million when there's other players. That, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's some short-sighted vision in how we're signing players and what we're putting into their contracts, I think. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure as fuck, man. There's a... Uh... <laughs> Forty-one million pounds up front, and then there's ten point two five million pounds in variables. But according to this uh, report that I'm reading, most of that depends on or gets triggered by Barcelona winning the Champions League. Which I feel like, <laughs> even though they're spunky a lot of money on uh, new players, I, I do feel that that might be a little, a little bit far-fetched and. Like uh, Bayern said, we need to see the money for Lewandowski up front because we don't want you to amortise it over five years because we don't believe you'll be in existence in five years' time. Um, So it's all a bit weird. And you often find clubs have uh, trigger contract extension. So one-year contract extension or two-year contract extension. They also put um, release fees like you've talked about you and with the 100 million and uh on Grealish so I, I do feel like it's a little it's an area that 
really needs improving, to say the least. Massively, and I think, you know what, you don't, you don't have to be an expert, you know, it's business, isn't it? that's, their, that's their line of work. Surely you've got to protect your assets to the utmost extent. And we're not doing it, and it's happened for years and years and years. We've seen players leave for less money. And I, I, I talked about it before, you know, we, nobody minds a player moving on to a, you know, a club that's going to be competing in the Champions League, winning things and, and what have you. If it's your dream move, mate, fucking announce it when you're on the kit on their pitch, in their kit. Don't do it when you're still playing for fucking Leeds because it demands, it, it, it completely undermines our, our position in negotiating your sale. And I don't care, you know, it's this let's be nice to players because he did really well in that last game to drag us over the line. Fuck that. He moves on and he's not our player anymore. <laughs> Leeds United, we're bigger than Rafinha, we'll be here longer than Rafinha's playing football, you know what I mean? So fuck him. He stares, he keeps his mouth shut, he does the job that he's paid to do, but handsomely, he chose to move from a fucking farm league to come and play in the Premier League for Leeds. You know, let's not pretend we owe these people fucking stuff. You know, for Lips I feel slightly differently about, but still the same. This oh, like The only team I'm going to go as Man City. Great, so that's fucking put us, that's just not 20 million off your price. It's embarrassing, and if the club aren't protecting it through contractual and legal stuff, that's embarrassing, it's amateur as fuck. Um, mm. You've got to be conscious. You've got to be careful what you read because you don't know what the reality is. But mm. I just, I, I get that sense. You know, Leicester modelled my ass. Leicester moved players on for top money at a time where they're at their prime. Fucking, you know, Brighton. Brighton have just warded off. Um, who was it? Man City and Chelsea for Cusherella. Basically saying you either pay that money or fuck off, and he'll probably end up staying. We haven't got the negotiating power of fucking Bloom at bloody Brighton. It's embarrassing. Do it properly or fuck off. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> yes, when you think about uh, Leicester selling Maguire for eighty million, uh, uh, useless. Uh, which is twice the the value of Phillips, and you know that's Rafinha and Phillips combined for one Maguire. That doesn't seem right. Is this because of the fact that we're new into the Premier League? We are a newly promoted team. We are we are working with these agents are super agents within within European football and we're not quite there yet I mean Brighton are an established Premier League team they are well well ahead of us in terms of progression um, on and off the pitch and we, we see so, some of the stuff we, we are trying to do we, we, it does feel like sometimes we're trying to run before we can walk in certain areas okay um Jorge Mendes uh, has said that <laughs> Helder, Helder Costa will not struggle to find a new club. Uh, but, well, I, I can't see a queue of people for him, to be frank. There's <laughs> not a massive queue at the door, mate, knocking the, knocking the door down. <laughs> what are you talking about, you? He's great. He would... He would uh, any team would be lucky to, to, to have him in there. Um, did you watch the pre-season friendlies? Um, should we talk about Leeds versus Villa. And uh, I just want to say hello to all the people in the chat. Nora, to, Nora uh, my favourite internet people. Uh, Derek Moore says, evening, lads. Um, uh, evening all, says Bremner's Ghost. Uh, yeah, De I'm surprised you're back, Derek, because uh, at the at the end of the podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the end of the last one, you, you were off, you'd had enough uh, around the time when we were discussing our OnlyFans and me getting naked and lathered up on the couch 
behind Phillips is a fair deal, but we we uh, go ro- go road on the Rafa deal. A rogue. Uh, Mandy for Noski. If Barcelona don't pay up on time, we should take Rafinha back off them. Interesting. That'd be another one for Cass, wouldn't it? And uh, Derek Moore, Rafa was the best technical player we ever had, and we sold him for pittance. Yes, Derek, I agree. Fucking joke, man. Okay, uh, Leeds nil, Aston Villa won. Were either of you awake? Dirty bastards, Villa. <laughs> no, I was there. No. <laughs> I don't watch fucking. I don't watch pre-season friendlies. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Australia at bloody five o'clock in the morning. Jesus, no thanks. I, uh, I watched the highlights on the app. It's also available on YouTube as well. And I mean, you can take highlights with a pinch of salt, but we've seen, we've seen quite good going forward, attacking threat. I think Arison is going to look a very, very good player for us. He's one of those midfielders. And dare I say, he reminds me of a, of a, of a Bowyer. He runs with the ball and then he likes to get into the box at the last minute, which we, we haven't seen that from a midfielder for quite a few seasons now. So I think we're going to get more goals from elsewhere on the pitch that we've been struggling for, probably even under Bielsa as well, with there's only certain players that was, was scoring. So I think Aronson's going to be really good. Um, Rocker looks a class act, if I'm honest. Looks really, really good. Um Archie Gray, I mean, the, what McGinn did to him, I don't agree with it that because he's, he's 16, you shouldn't be doing those tackles. If you're going to be playing in the, in the men's league, you've got, you, you're old enough to handle handle stuff. But that tackle for pre-season was, was nasty. But Archie Gray, I mean, for 16 years old, he looks an absolute class act, just looks ridiculously good already. I saw some of the highlights when we played at York as well, and he... He seems to dictate a play a little bit as well. For, for a 16-year-old, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, it, was an, it was an interesting game. I, I, I like the comparison from Aronson to Boya because he does feel a bit jangly, jerky. You know, he, <laughs> he looks like his arms are longer than his legs at times, you know, because he's <laughs> flapping them around. Um, so much like Mr. Tickle, it's like Mr. Tickle. <laughs> I think he needs to get a bit sharper in front of goal. Um, because he, you're right, he, he gets into these great positions. Um, but I actually thought that, um, Joffy worked better with those other players than, than Bamford did. I feel like Joffy's just he's got vision and and he's very, very quick with his feet and and likes those tiki taka passes and, and we we did look a little bit better i think with with the joffy against brisbane more than um with a very rusty bamford but the the player that um impressed me the most was tyler adams and he's one of those players who you don't really notice because he doesn't really do anything exceptional but he doesn't do anything badly mm. you know he 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 is he is constantly harrying and and pressing very well but when he gets the ball he's so silky and he just he just does his job so well i think he's going to be a great player for us matt 
they're going to have to be, aren't they? That's the thing. I think they, we talk about the recruitment during the summer. I think time will only tell when we get into the proper season, you know, the, the full season. So, yeah, I mean, the clips I've seen of, of Adams particularly impressed massively. And I think what I've seen of Rocker so far, as Barney says, you know, he does look classy, good on the ball, wonderful left foot. And, and we have needed a box-to-box midfielder who contributes goals-wise, which I don't think we've had for a while. So, hopefully, Aaron can be that. Um, you know, I, I, I think... That, if you look at the tackle, you know, we're talking about the tackle, that seems to be the biggest talking point. And Villa have obviously been at it again against Brisbane Raw because that kid, I don't know if you've seen the picture of the kid that mm-hmm. uh, did you foul, who had you know blood all down his socks. So they've definitely started. But listen, I'd like Leeds to probably go into friendlies being a little bit more aggressive into the, the season, being a little bit more aggressive from Frank. So I've got no, I've got no, uh, I can't really speak ill of, of Villa being. Competitive, you know, you could argue dirty, whatever. You that's one of the problems with playing a boy in a, a boy in a man's league, though. You know, he's still a boy, and he's playing. He, he's going to pick up injuries. He's going to get knocked about. People are going to, if it were me, you know, an experienced pro, you'd play on that. He's inexperienced, and he probably his fragility in a way. He's, you know, he's lack of physical kind of presence, but you know, good players find a way to get through that, don't they? So, and I'm sure Gray will, will do exactly that with the kind of uh, prestige he's got in his family, the kind of football. Um, Kind of heritage he's got, he'll, he'll find a way, won't he? But it's going to take some time. Um, you know, we've got two games next season against Villa to show John McGinn what it's all about. And hopefully, the, the thing I was more disappointed about was the fact that nobody went and gave him it straight after. You know, if somebody on, on, a, on one of my Sunday league teams or a Saturday team, you know, did a young kid like that, fucking next time they got the ball, somebody was re- taking retribution quick or at least giving him it off the ball. You know when he did committed the foul, so that was the most disappointing thing. You know we haven't seemed to have bonded as a team, a team again yet, which is slightly dis- disappointing. I, 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 yeah, I don't think that's the case, just because it was the circumstances of the game at that time. Basically, the ref had lost control, and it was tit for tat yeah. tackles, like you said, uh, like you were asking for, Matt. And um, I mean, the really obvious one was Bamford, um, who leapt for a ball and he got shoved in the back while he was midair. Yeah. So he landed right. really awkwardly on his on his bat. I mean, it, it could have been much worse. Right. Uh, but then the the very next uh, exchange, um, Bamford ran like twenty yards to smash this this that, guy, yeah. smash this guy in the leg. But it was escalating. It was it it had happened right. several several times. And, and and McGinn was the the latest escalation kind of thing, and that's um, I think that's probably why you know he McGinn was responding to a tackle that Archie Gray made, but he clearly got the yeah, ball and a, he barely touched. Tackle. Yeah, yeah, he made the most of it. I'd have, I'd have escalated McGinn into the front row of the stands. As simple as that. I don't give a shit about any of that. He'd have got level. Next tackle, next time he got the ball, he got kicked up in the air. Simple as that. And that's the thing I found disappointing. Again, I, I didn't watch the game, so probably I'm commenting from a very, um, you know, sort of partisan and uh, part-time sort of viewer's way of looking at it. But, you know, the way that nobody kind of went up and grabbed his collars or fucking pulled his hair or nicked his bollocks or stuck the finger up his ass was slightly disappointing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we we should point out that we don't condone any of those uh, activities uh, on or off the pitch, unless it's consensual. Uh, Mike P. Uh, 
Sadio Mane for 35 million. Was that a poor deal? I think overall we've done okay. The thing is, Mike, that Sadio Mane had one year left on his contract and he wasn't yeah. going to sign an, an, a new deal. Um, so that's. Charles Mane? That, I don't know how old he is either. He's that, 29, isn't he? Around that sort of age. Mm. That's go. the difference, yeah. No. Mm. Uh, Matt Leeds, uh, did you see Villa injured a Brisbane Raw player as well when they, they played them? Yeah, Dean, yeah, yeah. I saw blood on the sock. Uh, Derek Moore, honestly, Nora, it was it was the best part of my day. How sad that is. I always talk about uh, he watched uh, Derek watched the uh, the podcast back and he broke a bollocks laughing. Uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. to your future children, Derek. Um, <laughs> I hope you got that stitch back together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going down there. We're going down there. Right? <laughs> uh, Brennan's ghost. Hope McGinn gets smashed when we play them next. Um, uh, Joffy would play football in a, in a phone box, says Derek. Michael Brown. <laughs> I love that. Say, I love that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's interesting because we're looking at a new striker, aren't we? We're looking at a new forward and. Um, De Kettle Chips, we might as well talk about him now. Leeds United ready to react immediately if AC Milan fail with final Charles De Kettle bid. I mean, what? I mean, I know you, there's a little bit of haggling going on, but um, Club Bruges must get, be getting as annoyed as we were with uh, Barcelona. Just pay up. Pay the price. DePaul too. Or we'll let him come to a much, much better DePaul club. Too. Why would you want to go to Milan anyway? Yeah. To be fair, I've been to Milan, and where the church, the, the big church is, a cathedral, and the shopping, the shopping, um, the big church, the big church coliseum, and the the shopping centre, which is not like it's not like Marion Centre. The Andel, the Centre, yeah, in Milan, yeah, yeah. That bit's nice. But the rest of the city is just very not not what you expect for what you thought of Milan would be. I've been, and I was like, "Is that it?" And you were walking and walking for miles just to find some sort of nice building. A lot of it's very industrial. Barney's oh, like, "We got sure. that. We got that in Harrogate. We've yeah. got that. Yeah, we've got this isn't very impressive." Well, I went on the tube, and um, <laughs> that scares the hell out of me. The tube. How how you understand the tube? I'd never know. My wife loves it, but I'm like, she's like, right, we're gonna go there and go there. I'm like, no fucking idea where we're going here. And I'm literally <laughs> one of those people where I walk up the stairs like, how do you get here like that? But going back to the actual proper football, what we're meant to be talking about, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the fact that. We can outmuscle fin um, financially Milan, who are a massive team in Europe, playing in the Champions League. Just shows how massive and the money the Premier League has. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. But a few years ago, we were we couldn't even afford a hundred grand, or we got excited about spending a hundred, uh, spending a million pounds on Luke Murphy, and now we're actually outbidding. A club that's played in the Champions League—it's just absolutely crazy, really. We've always been better than Milan, Barney. Don't you remember Don Matteo? Don Matteo, yeah. He scored a fucking great goal <laughs> in the San Siro. <laughs> 
Uh, You've been a bit of a foodie, Barry. I thought you'd have liked Milan. Although oh, I don't the, think the so, food's as good the, there as it is everywhere the, else. The, some of the restaurants were fantastic, but we we were like proper tourists and we were led down like where you know where the shopping places and we were going into those restaurants there and you're paying yeah. through paying through the nose for the food then it, to be honest it wasn't great yeah it's average but yeah, go but back to the tube there was um every time the tube stopped it sounded like a yaz song which one and oh, I, the I, only I way up. yeah and you know that <laughs> sound of the da, da, da. <laughs> for you me now and every nice. time it starts i used to sing that Anyway. Speaking of speaking of tubes, I learned something about uh, MI5 and the Secret Service. Is that in their old building before before uh, GCHQ before before the new building, they uh, before the internet, they had tubes, and they they sent uh, they sent people tubes. Not this is a Leeds podcast, isn't it? Leeds. Okay. Speaking of tubes, I'm having a vasectomy. Speaking of tubes, I'm having a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a bollocks. I'm like a tom- I'm like a tomcat. Me, fucking hell, you can't cut mine. I'd be like, fucking hell. I'm like a prowler at night. I'm, I don't want to be laid up. I don't want to be laid up. <laughs> I don't want to be laid up. So for all the sides, you not bothered anymore. I'm fucking. What, what about if I meet a new bird? What about if she, what about if she divorces me and I've got to get get, get with some young girl? <laughs> you would you would advocate. Advocating fingers up, bums, <laughs> retribution, and prowling at night. Prowling at night. <laughs> the prowler. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Michael Brown, I like the been, rocker and foreshore package. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rein it in, not, not get too crazy too early. Too soon. Uh, they seem to complement each other. I think sure. Tyler Adams and Rocker will take time to gel, but it's all good competition in midfield. Matt Leeds, I thought Bamford had his back broken when he flipped. I was scared for a second. It that's happened to me. That happened to me in in high school actually in Australia, and um, by a, a guy called a- Aiden or Adrian Pratt. And I got up and um, and and I and I pointed at him. And I, <laughs> And I said, Pratt is a great name for you. Anyway. What an insult. But it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and I was and I was yelling at his mates as well. I was like, Yeah, oh you're all cowards. You you'll be next. When he stops bullying other people, he's gonna turn on you. Um yeah, anyway. So <laughs> my childhood trauma. <laughs> I was bullied. Uh, Brendan's Ghost, we all love Dirty Leeds. Uh, Derek Moore, uh, that Rocker and Foreshore partnership looking tasty for this season. Uh, Derek Moore accusing us of being piss-taking um, CUNTs. Uh, Michael Brown, I think Joffey has looked the best striker for Leeds in preseason. could well emerge as Leeds' main striker this season. Not totally sold on Bamford full fitness yet. He still looks fragile to me. He's always looked fragile, Michael. Yeah. Although it was nice when he uh, also he ran up and boot, booted that player and and looked him in the eye and was pointing in his face. That was fantastic. Go on, Paddy. Get a bit of working class in you. That's what you need, Paddy. I hope we see need the to paddy. fight for your bread. Of, <laughs> I hope we see the Paddy of two seasons ago. Me, I'm, I'm not convinced. I don't know mm. if he's there. 
lost it. Maybe that's the we'll solution. See. Send him down the mines for a bit, toughen him up. Yeah, he definitely needs a bit of that. Okay, uh, Leeds, uh, Victor Orta interested in Aston Villa's Carney Chukwumeka. There you go. £20 million. Austrian-born, apparently. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Right, new kit. Are you going to shock everyone, Ewan? Because you yes. actually like it. I do. Yeah, it's got... Um, it reminds me very much of those kind of late 80s, well, yeah, more early 90s type shirts, the shiny, the... The armband's really nice. The kind of neck, the round neck's great. I like it. I like the sort of watermark, the LUFC, the old sort of 1972 watermark's brilliant. So I really like everything about it. You know, the blue, I like the Adidas, the, the dark blue stripes rather than that horrible yellow ones we had last year. So I think for the, I think it's the best white or home kit that Adidas have done. I know they've not done many, but it's hard to get a white kit wrong, but I think they've made a lot of mistakes with the previous one. But um, yeah, I like it a lot, right? like it a lot. Really nice. I won't buy one because I don't buy them, but I think it looks great. It looks good on the players, and it'll be uh, yeah, nice kit. Well done. About time. Bands, new kit. You like it? I like it. It's like uh, Ewan said. It's it's that sort of shiny sort of material, and yeah. it. I didn't quite notice the LUFC at first, and then I zoomed in. I thought that's a really nice touch, and because um, and that's to do with the FA Cup win in '72. So yeah. it's a nice touch that, but apparently the, the the only frustration again is that it's a late announcement. Um, apparently, it's Adidas' fault with the actual distribution of it, which is a little bit frustrating, really, because the amount of shirts that Leeds will sell, and obviously they'll only concentrate on the the, the other clubs like Arsenal and Scum, but the amount of shirts that could sell for us as well, it's just. That little bit there is a little bit frustrating when you, you you're going to see the players start the season at home against Wolves, and you're going into the club shop and you can't buy it. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm going to shock you even further. I think they're going to bring three good kits out this year. I think the thing about Adidas is they are a bit of a pain in the ass because they do tend to prioritise the kind of tier one teams, but mm. I think they they learn the, they do seem to learn the lessons quickly, and I think you can tell by that the new home shirt that they have. Three. Do you have some information on the third kit? Ah, uh, well, yes. I'm nothing I can divulge, but I've got a feeling there'll be three nice kits this year. So yeah, watch this. Is it black? Black would be good. Black. Is it yeah, black? I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. It's just not got yeah. the logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. There'll be three good, three good kits this year. I reckon I've learned the lesson. I've done a good job, and everybody will be shocked to hear that. I'll I'll probably like all three, and won't buy any of them. Adidas distribution company, aren't they? They don't design the kits. Is oh, that right? Know. Yeah, they must have some say design, surely. Adidas, you think so? With all the originals, the you, Some of the trainers I'm seeing come out recently. I'm not sure. I think they must have passed on the uh, the mantle. But, I think it's like you know, the, like the style, like the cut. Yeah. Um. The the cut, but uh, and goalkeepers, obviously, they've they do the goalkeeper designs. Uh, but everything else, I think, is up to the club. 
Okay, no, don't, leave it to, don't, leave, don't leave it to them. Fucking hell. even sell football players for the right money, let alone design kits. I'm thinking back to Gavin Scott Band. Fucking hell. You yeah. can yeah. just imagine Andrea turning up with his pencil case. Lads, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. And then Angus is like... Rads with his crayons. And then Angus is like, Andrea, just calm down. Calm down. Let's just think about this logically. Right, yeah, yeah. Victor Otto scribbling madly. Ah! <laughs> and Andre with his etch sketch. <laughs> I like to blow in the yellow, but maybe we can get some electric pink in here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Victor. Sit down, Victor. Um, uh, Milan is beautiful, says Nora. There you go. Uh, Derek Moore, uh, we're going down a rabbit hole again. Love it. Uh, Bandy, I, I hope that I'm wrong, but I don't think it matters what players we have on our books. Our Jesse seems to be a poor tactician. Everyone's getting getting into Jesse. What what, what was it? A fish-eyed fool last pod. Fish-eyed fool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Ewan likes a shirt, says Nora. I can't believe it. Uh, yes, it's uh, very beautiful. Uh, hey, Adonis, says Bandy. Yes, Bandy. Hey, Bandy. At the beginning of last season, you said that there would be some sort of prize for the best or most loyal subscriber. What happened to that? Uh, fuck all. Happened to it. It just went <laughs> by the way. Like most of our things, it went by the wayside. Uh... You, you realise that we're, we're up to one pod every a fortnight, and even that <laughs> can get a bit too much for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bandy. Um, yeah, more podcasts. You get more podcasts. That's what happens. I have to admit, uh, the, the prices and the logistics of sending things from Vienna, which is where I live, uh, into the non-EU zone, uh, which is where <laughs> you live, <laughs> um, proved to be a bit of an obstacle, to be honest. Um, there's like customs and all sorts of stuff now uh but we w hopefully we're going to move to england so after that then we can start doing merch and all sorts of things uh derek when but, are the kits but, available to buy uh late august sorry what were you saying matt no i'm just saying let, let, let's be let's be frank and it would be down to adonis to do any of that organizational shit because I, <laughs> I definitely won't be doing it and i've got a funny feeling barney won't be either he's too busy cooking, you know <laughs> Sitting in his garden drinking or whatever like me, so yeah. <laughs> yes, it's me. It's down to me. Right, uh, we're going through these swimmingly. We're definitely halfway. Um, so, Gary Speed, you, you had something that you wanted to talk about there. No, I, you know what? It was only a quick comment. I, I don't think we talked about it because the, the gaps, obviously, with the close season in the, the podcast, but, um, you know... Andy's Man Club did a did a walk which involved I, I don't know what the numbers were I, you know I don't do detail I think anybody who watches this enough knows that but there was well, a it was the of, square ball though wasn't it yeah it was square ball were involved but it was for Andy's Man Club and you know people like John Howe who's a friend of ours and, and um, you know other people I know went from Gary Speed's first ever football pitch in the north of Wales and walked to Ellen Road I think it's ninety two miles. Um, did it in like four days which is some some going i mean i've done some walks coast to coast and other bits and bats and um you know said oswald's way and work you know walking sort of 11 12 15 miles a day sometimes is, is 
you know, can be tough going. And especially that particular route is tough, you know, across from Wales, across sort of Lancashire into Yorkshire is, is hard. And I just think it was a great accomplishment and raised, I think it was about £60,000. But I also wanted to say that, which was a great cause, Andy's Man, uh, Man Club is, a, is an amazing cause as well. But there was a lad, uh, Lee, uh, is that at just simply Lee on Twitter, who missed... You know, the, the I, I guess doing a big walk like that, which I've done, the camaraderie amongst everybody and the way you drag each other through sometimes when it gets to, is all part of it. And it's actually, it helps you when you're at your low points and you think I can't do it or you've got a blister or you've got an injury that's sort of causing you to think, you know what, I might pack, pack it in. You, you, people drag you through. But this lad went and did it, you know, a week later because he couldn't make the... Um, uh, you know, the original gang that did it and, uh, you know, walked that same route uh, in four days, I think it was, on his own. I think that's really, I think people joined him to help him out, but predominantly on his own, which I think is a remarkable feat and, and a, a great, you know, great achievement for, for, for Lee. But he's also ginger and very pale and it was during a heat wave. So not only, <laughs> had, you know, not only had to contend with the rigours of walking 92 miles in four days and, and but had to contend with a heat wave with his complexion. So amazing achievement and uh, raising more money for a bleak course. I just wanted to touch on that very, very quickly. Good on you, Lee. Well done, Lee. Well done, Lee. The Leeds Forest Gump. <laughs> yeah, uh, good course. Uh, Andy's Man Club, if you if you need to talk, talk to someone. We've got a, a past episode where we had a, um, an interview with, with Anne and Andy from Andy's Man Club, not the Andy who um, uh, the, the club was named after who uh, committed suicide. So that's what it all came about um, to, uh, to to get people talking, to encourage men to talk. Because as you know, we don't we don't talk as a gender, although we do. Because we talk too much, yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's why we channel it. Usually about the, shit. Usually about pod- shit that. And, it's, and you know what though it's a good it's a good point though because we, we 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 do talk about nonsense but sometimes that masks what people's true feelings are i read mm. a thing about robin, robin williams today saying that sad people always are the ones that want to make people laugh because they know what it's like to be low and feel in, in complete despair and they want to cheer other people up so it is a really serious point that you know we should talk more we should feel like we can you know divulge when we're having struggles with our our fellow man because often it can be other lads and geezers that kind of help you through that so anything that promotes that and i work in an industry at the moment which still has a really high suicide rate you know we've had stories recently of lads being found on the building site hung from rafters gassing themselves and i don't you know i don't want to get too serious it's probably not the platform our podcast is it but it's really sad and, and you know we've started to do a training course now a mental health at work uh, training course as part of our training program so we do a lot of construction training programs and we've built in sort of more softer training to actually help with the human side of the industry because it's still an industry that particularly construction tough you know construction lads don't talk and sort of often laugh off problems they might be having at home or outside of work and it leads to a really bad and, and dark place so it is a serious serious point so anything that can promote and provoke conversation amongst amongst blokes to sort of talk and you know share some of the things they might be anxious or worried about and, and, and help them through it is a is a is a massively good thing you know yep barney do you do you need to talk about anything <laughs> 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 
I'm, I'm very. I mean, we, I'm, like anyone, I've, I've had struggles, but I'm always, I'm always, I'm probably one of those people that wears my heart on my sleeve a lot of the time. So, if I'm not feeling great, I'll probably tell someone I'm not feeling great. But yeah, j- towards just, the end, towards the end of last season, you <laughs> yeah. started to worry about. <laughs> I think people just need to understand. Just stop being dickheads to people online, and just a lot of people are struggling, especially at the moment because. It's not getting any easier with life at the moment with the cost of living and stuff like that. So a lot of people are probably in the same boat as well. So just think about that. Yeah. There you go. Some fantastic advice. Right. Uh, the women's Euros. You've been watching that? Whoa. I'm going on Tuesday. Are you? Yeah, I've got All tickets. Right. Go on, buddy. England semi-final. Yeah, England semi-final. Yeah, my uncle managed to get some. So... I've been watching, and I don't want to sound like some forty-year-old bloke. Well, I am a forty-year-old bloke on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been watching some of the football, and I don't want this to come across really this badly. But it's actually really good standard of football. A lot of it. Um, I know it sounds awful. Thing Do to I say sound so it. surprised, man? <laughs> know, yeah. You get us cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually some really good um, standard of football. I watched. I didn't watch all the game last night. I only watched 40 minutes or so. Um, but the pressing that England were doing was absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know if it was me, but some, some of it was a bit of a man-marking system as well, where there was like individual battles in that game as well. Woman marking or a person marking? A person marking, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was some really good football last night. And um, I think... Um, the way England have been playing in the tournament as well, I think they were probably being led into a false pretense. Probably not the players, but maybe the fans because they've not conceded any goals yet. They've not come up against any top quality side. But against Spain, you could see that, that I can't remember the coach's name for England, sorry. But when she brought on the substitutions, it was a very good tactical nous there. And it seemed to change the game for England. Yeah, it's yeah, like Vega or something, isn't it? Vigman. Yeah. She's like the, the uh, female version of when Sven came over to England. Yeah. I think I think the, 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 the thing about England, they haven't been tested yet, but they've also got a really good squad deck, so they can bring on substitutions that make a massive difference. I've watched mm. most of the England games, and I've actually started watching some of the neutral games just because i quite enjoy it because it's a little bit more innocent it's a bit more it's probably not as technical it's a bit more straightforward so it's sometimes a bit more enjoyable to watch you know they want to get the ball forward quickly and it's a bit more kind of not not, not basic but that'll be disrespectful but you know i just i really enjoy watching it i've enjoyed it i was going to send out a tweet the other day being sarcastic saying oh the football it's so, it's about time we stop being sarcastic about you know this thing sit god almighty have you seen how fit that german right back is wow you know like, <laughs> i better not because it'll be taken badly and it'll be misconstrued it's just me having a laugh but god she was fit anyway um, <laughs> the, the spanish also, one Oh, there was a few bit. You know that I, I thought last night's game. I watched it all. There was a bit of needle there. You know the Spanish were doing what that the old Spanish man's team were doing, where they mm. were play acting a bit and rolling around a bit. And oh, the old 
Those, yeah, there was some proper yeah, shit yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried, to, yeah. Tried, to com- tried to complain that, you know, when this, we scored the equaliser, that girl had fouled her and she just would have really clean header. There's a lot of, yeah, hand gestures and rolling mm. about and theatrics and stuff. So I thought it actually, it's, it started to sort of get invested in it because it was like, oh, we want to beat these now because they've, mm. they've been a bit, they've been a bit shit So, but you know what? I thought, uh, you know, the, 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 some of the players get like the um, hemp and, um, you know, what's the, the girl up front that scores a lot of goals? Alan Wright, is it? And, and, White. And other, Alan White, sorry. Former, and, former uh, Leeds player. Yeah, you, you know, some of those get some of the plaudits, but I'll tell you what, Stanway and uh, Walsh in the middle of midfield were absolutely outstanding. All that and technically good passing was brilliant, reading the game, you know, looking for quite complicated passes and, and, and threading passes through sort of three or four. I thought they were outstanding. And the goal that the girl scored, the second goal, Stanway, I mean, just sort of didn't look like she was going to shoot. No backlift. And just, you know, what a great finish. So really enjoyed it. And, you know, good because it's about time they got some credit because they get enough shit. And there's still a lot of jokes, which I quite like a bit of humour about it all. But they're playing some great football. And I think the country's getting behind them. You've seen like the, the, the you know, the, the selling out stadiums. The, the, I think it was nine and a bit million people watched the game last night. And they're telling good. You know, football's for everybody. If there's one thing that football can do, it can unify, it can, you know, get rid of a lot of, um, you know, hatred. I know there's a lot of things come with football, you know, but it's a unifier, isn't it? It's a universal language and I think football's for everyone and it's it's proving at the moment that, you know, the competition, particularly a Euro-type competition like that that's been televised the way it has, prime-time telly in England, it's people are getting behind it. Good, brilliant. Yeah, I think it yeah. was the World Cup in 2015 and I was in Amsterdam, the Women's World Cup, and I didn't know if it was just the copious amounts of drugs I was on because I was living in Amsterdam. <laughs> but it, that was the first uh, <laughs> women's tournament that uh, that I watched and um, and I was really blown away by the, the quality. And it's not... But I was surprised and, and it's only because you read things about like a women's team play a men's team for example or a boys team and they will they will get absolutely thrashed um and this is the argument that fina were talking about with um uh with allowing trans uh sports people to play uh, to represent the uh gender that they associate with and that if uh if a uh someone's gone through male puberty then they wouldn't be able to compete in uh, women's sport, for example. Um, so that's that's where the perception comes from. Because if you look at any sport, men are obviously physically stronger, and so the games are quicker and it's uh, you know more uh, technical in some ways. But I think a lot of that is just down to the, a professional, the, the professional nature of men's sport has been around for so long whereas you know women's women's even like the 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 elite tier of football in the women's game in england was a bit like sunday league or something where all the players also had part-time jobs whereas now you're seeing the benefits of sort of 20 20 years of of professionalism of of players being paid to play football and yeah it's been it's been incredible. The standard has been incredible. That match last night uh, it was one of the, the the best knockout games I've I've seen 
men or women. Right. Yeah, proper competitive, you know, fighting right to the last minute. Spain could quite easily have won it and kept kept coming back when you thought they were out of it. I thought Spain felt we were out of it with five, six left. They were coasting. I mean, it just had everything in it, and that's what football's all about. So, and, and the comparison between men and women, look, it's irrelevant. So what? Let them fucking play each other. It's fine. You know, my, my lad played Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, isn't it? Just have, girl, have level competition, women against women. It doesn't matter whether it's better than men or they can compete with So what? Um, you know, they, they had uh, my, my lad played for his sort of Saturday team. He played Leeds United's under 14 girls, so the year above. And they beat him, my lad's team, his Saturday, his Sunday team, beat him 15 nil. And these, you could tell how technically gifted these players were and how good they were on the ball, but they weren't physically or even like fitness wise able to kind of keep up at times. And, but, you know, so what? They're obviously a very good football. And if you played against, you know, other girls, other women, whatever. It makes for a brilliant spectacle, and that's what sport's all about. It's an entertainment business. Was last night's game entertaining? Was it thrilling? Was it, you know, it, it encapsulating? Was it, it, you know, hard to take your eyes? Absolutely. And, and good, good on them. Yeah, Julia Gwynn, who plays for uh, age 23, German right back. Whoa. One, one <laughs> I can't do it, can I? I can't, I can't just be sincere and be nice. I've got to ruin it. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, you, you can be attracted to people, can't you? Yeah, but to, to be fair, yeah, when 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 Leeds sign a player, I mean, Robin Cock is a very very good looking bloke. There I will you go. Admit yeah. that. But there yeah. will be girls on on social media saying, "Oh, she's he's welfare." Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd do his uh, laces up for him, kind of thing. Yeah, but if a bloke says that on social media, oh, you, you big nonce, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can you? Um, I tell you who impressed me last night, a Bon Matty. Yeah, uh, the um, she was she was very much in that kind of Busquets yeah, role. Really she was she was so good. She just controlled the game in midfield for Spain. Fantastic, and um, Del Castillo as well. Yeah. Uh, who was just incredible uh, right winger? She plays for Real Madrid, and uh, yeah. Bon Matti's a Barcelona player. So <laughs> I did, it was uh, a really great game. It was, so, it was so good. I did notice one thing though with the Spanish coach. There must be some sort of luck as a Spanish coach you've got to have. He had the beard. <laughs> he, he, he had the, the like the grey flex yeah. in his hair. He had a, an absolutely immaculate suit. That yeah. was very, very well made for him. Um, it was very tight on him. He had to have his hands like that a lot of the time. Maybe the odd <laughs> finger, maybe the odd finger in like in the belt. Not you're not putting your hands in your pocket quite yet, but you're gonna yeah. put your hands in your belt. So you look relaxed, you look fine, and then you do the odd the odd pointing now and again. It was very, very Spanish coaching. Yeah, style. he's gonna he's gonna give you give your wife a, a yoga class. Uh, yeah, on the, on the on the weekend, which you're not going to be worried about at all. <laughs> um, it's called vegan Adonis. I don't know what Nora's referring to there. Uh, Stu Nick, um, they don't stay down pretending to be injured. Uh, a few of them did, Stu. Uh, let me tell you, uh, Bandit. I have been watching the women's game since 1989. The only problem I have with it: the goal should be six inches shorter and six inches narrower. Well, um. A lot of women, a lot of women have that problem with me. Actually, they prefer prefer <laughs> me to be six inches shorter and six inches narrower. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, Nora, they don't have the luxury of that. Uh, Gordon White, good evening, fellas. Good to see you again. Good evening, Gordon. Good to see you. And uh, Matt Leeds, I might go to a game as I live in Australia for the Women's World Cup. Go on, Matt. Get in nice. there. Do it. Okay. You're not going to regret it. I lived in <laughs> Australia for 11 years, Matt. It's uh, And now I've come back to Europe and it, the weather feels exactly the same. Uh, Bandit, the women's game has has less cheating. I don't know about that. Um, what was it? What was it? David Brent says on the office. He's like, women are filthy. <laughs> Can you remember someone? Someone Prince puts his his face on some image from porn and distributes it around the office. Uh, and he's like, "Would you ever bloke has done this, or or a woman? It could be a woman. Women are filthy." <laughs> oh dear. Um, Nora, my mum explained to me the other day how she prefers women's football because they play nicer with each other, and I thought that that was very cute. It is very cute, and the, they are the fairest species, aren't they? I, I can't. I constantly talk about how how good male footballers look. There you go. Right, uh, tickets. You've tried to buy a ticket today, Big Mac. Oh, how did that? Don't, how did that go? I've, I've, you've managed to, you know, we talk about men talking and making, you know, feeling better about being with your you, you made me feel really happy. Now you're going to bring me back down that fucking deep dark hole of trying to buy a fucking ticket for Leeds United, right? So some of it, admittedly, is my fault, right? I'm going to tell you a fucking very, very brief version of this story. There is the short version. So. I'll get some calorie tickets for me and my lads today. And uh, it's very hard, to, you know, during the season to get tickets, three of us together. And my, my lads are young, you know, too young to be able to go on their own. So, you know, need to be chaperoned. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd go on and do that. Got on early, queued up. I was on at one o'clock, about five to one. I sort of logged on and I was still, I can't remember what my number was, 3,000 and something. There's 3,000 3, and something people in front of you. Queue went down reasonably quickly. I was probably on about 15, 16, 17 minutes, started to get close. Clicks you through onto the site, put in your membership number and password. So I put my password in, membership number, password. No, that's not right. Well, I've got my password written in my phone, so it's not like my memory's, I know I'm old now, but my memory wasn't playing. So I've written it down and I'm like, right, okay. Put it in again, I must have typed it wrong. You can't look at what you've typed, by the way. You can't do the show password bit, so it's like, okay now. So, forget password. Yeah, forgotten password. I'll stick, I'll stick that in. This is the shortened version, by the way. So, I forget, forget on password. Um, it fucking knocked me out of the site. So, instead of just doing forgotten password, it said you had 20 minutes to book a ticket. I thought it'd take me out and get me straight back into it. No, I've got to start queuing up again because I've got in to do the forget password bit. So, I do that all that, queue up again. Fair to them, it went down really quickly. It's probably only waiting five minutes. I was back to the front of the queue. Books for some reason, when I'm looking at the seats, I'm, I'm looking in the north stand, so I'm looking in the cop, uh, want to be near the front because the kids want to maybe, you know, look at the, you know, meet the new players and whatever, be near the pitch. So, yeah, books and some tickets in the cop. And it kept, when, I, when I'm booking on N6 or N5 area, when I'm going to book ticket on, it brings me up in the West Ham paddock. I'm like, what? I fucking don't want to be at West Ham paddock. I want to be, in, you know, north stand in cop. So it had a bit of dicking about with that. Anyway, it goes to eventually gets through, gets two tickets for my lads to you know, very good price as well. 50, I think it was twenty, 
five quid for all three of us to go, which is brilliant. That's um, good. That's good. Yeah, brilliant. Five each for them. Fifteen quid for me. Superb, right? So goes on, books with three slots, goes to check out. Four tickets in there. Two adults and two humans. So I was like, fucking hell. So I clicked on <laughs> delete one of the adults. The one that was the furthest down the list. So there was my adult, two kids, an adult at the bottom. Deleted that one. I've only gone and fucking deleted the one in the cop next to my kids, and I'm now sat in the West End. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking 11 and 13 year old sat in the cop on their own. I'm like, what the fuck? So by this time, Maybe I checked it, out. <laughs> yeah. Hiya, lads. Well, that's probably not a bad idea with my children to be in a, a different stand, to be fair. But it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't intentional. It was an accident. But it was partly because it had thrown this random West End ticket in. And that wrong, you know, I've still got a job to do. I run businesses. So I wasn't probably concentrating. I was on a phone call and I clicked on the wrong one, whatever. It's partly me. So I've now got to go about trying to, you know, renegotiate that ticket. So rings the ticket office like you do. The obvious way to do it, right? We're really busy. Try the website. Fucking hell, great. Really busy. Try the website. Went and sent a message to the ticket office on the website. We'll be back to you in seven working days. I thought the game's in fucking... That. You know I mean, that's no good. Eventually got through the piss. And to be fair, that, I think the girl's called Rhea. Absolutely lovely girl. Don't do enough. Don't worry. We'll sort it out. Yeah, we'll try and give her a pay it. rise. A funky way of doing it where we'll just Give get her a pay. Yeah, she's great. What a good girl Rhea is. And she rung me straight back. I thought she'd cut me off at one point. I was going to be heartbroken, but she didn't. She came back. She was like, right, I've got customer services on Twitter. Get another email. It'll have your ticket on. We'll either send you a single ticket or we'll send the three tickets again. They sent the three tickets again. All good, right? So I'm thinking, brilliant. We're going, we're all sat together, Ace. Goes to try and download the ticket. So it's got this um, Apple, you know, put it in your Apple wallet on the on the email. Tip. Just no, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening, right? So I'm pressing on this Apple wallet. I can't download it to my Apple wallet now. So I've still got three tickets technically that I can't use because they won't transfer into my Apple wallet. So I think quickly, I've got a bit of time at the end of the day. I'll ring ticket office again and just say, is this something I'm doing wrong? I'm sure there's not, because I use Apple Wallet a lot. Um, the guy picks the phone up. They close at quarter past five. He picked it up at ten past five. Again, I rung about three times. You've got to listen to loads of shit about home tickets and away tickets and da-da-da-da-da before you get through. I'm starting Guess to regret asking you about this now. <laughs> guy answers. I know, I know. I've got to get it out of the fucking system. You said you wanted men to come talking at her. Right? So I, I goes on. I clicks it. The guy picks the phone up and starts trying to help me and then cuts me fucking off. And then I ring again and it's, the ticket office is closed. It's like, yeah, I'm cursed. I'm proper cursed when it comes to Leeds United tickets. That's why I don't go. So, I wanted... The first yeah. person you spoke to was Rhea. I think she was called Rhea. The, first, the second guy was called Dyer. You sure it's not? <laughs> you sure it wasn't Andrea? Or Andrea? Oh, it could have been. No, it was definitely a and young he's like, no, you're not, you're not, you don't like my shirts. You don't yeah. like my recruitment. You're not having a fucking yeah. ticket off me. Might have been. Do you not think we don't know who you are? Yeah. yeah. You and Metcalf. You're, Big Mac. I think we watched the Roaring Peak podcast. You're, you're an absolute... So you're not coming. The long and the short of it is I've still got three tickets on an email that I can't actually download onto my phone. So probably a five-minute job that everybody else seems to manage fine. And I'm sure some of this is down to me, but some of it's definitely down to them has probably took about an hour and a half out of a day. I've got time to fucking waste, you know what I mean? So, 
Fuck you, Leeds United, and your bloody tickets, and your new system, and your seat geezer, or whatever it's called, fucking knobheads. Well, th- thanks for sharing, Mac. It's, it is good to talk. Good to Get talk, it yeah. off your chest. I've, um, uh, I've just received my email oh, from my season ticket. That'll be interesting. Good luck, Barry. Yeah, thanks. I forgot my password already. So, uh, in an interview with the Daily Mail, and we'll wrap it up quick because I know you've got your anniversary, uh, Barry. Oh, yeah. I was going to say happy anniversary, Barry. 15 Thank years. You. Happy anniversary. 15 years, and I know I don't look old enough for it. 15 years. 15 years married today, and a very happy anniversary to Mrs. Barney as well. Thank you very much. Happy anniversary. So very quickly then, um, Calvin Phillips in the Daily Mail, uh, going to Manchester United, there was never any chance of me going there. You know my loyalty to Leeds, my family are all Leeds. I was honoured by Manchester United wanting me, one of the biggest teams in the world, but I had to stay loyal to Leeds and go to the other side of Manchester. It's just the way I am. I want to be loyal to the people who have given me the biggest opportunity in the world. Barnes? It's been totally taken out of context. They've, mm. they've thought, right, loyalty, that means you've got to stay at Leeds United forever. No, it doesn't. This is this is a modern this is modern day football. He's probably one of the, the, the fir- one of the first players to be on the team sheet for England. Um he should be playing at the top level. He should be playing with the best players and against the best players. He's at that age where he could just stay at Leeds, coast along. Not challenge himself. He's had he's had chance to go to Villa before, but no, he wanted to stay in the in the Championship uh, to go uh, to get promoted with Leeds again. Champion slip. <laughs> Champion slip. Yeah. Um, he, he deserves this chance. Uh, David Batty left at similar similar age, similar time of the year of, of, of when where Leeds were at. He went to a club Blackburn because they had massive money then. They, he won the, the Premier League, even though he refused to take the Premier League um, medal because he was injured in the majority of that season anyway. But th- this is football. It's not about... It's, there's no loyalty in football as such. The thing when he was saying about loyalty was that he'd never go to scum. He wouldn't do it because he wants to be still connected to the city. He's gone to, uh, to, to Leeds City. He's gone to City because he's always always wanted to play under pep there's there's loads of interviews on luft tv that um talking about how, how um from five years ago he always wanted to work under pep and he's managed to get that dream <clears throat> my only dream now is that when batty left he came back at 30 and his contract at, at city is five years so Bat- uh, phillips will come back and that's when we're in the uh, in the champions league and uh, joffy um, is our top scorer and Jesse Mars has won the FA Cup next season for us. There you go. Well, I hope, certainly hope so. Um, right, a, a few of your comments and then uh, and then final thoughts, and we'll let <coughs> let uh, Barney go off and enjoy his uh, anniversary night. Uh, Leeds United should sign Bon Matty. Yep, uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see more investment in Leeds women. Uh, I think that would only be a good thing for the club. Uh, Matt Leeds, did you watch the NRL when you lived in Australia? I watched State of Origin regularly, uh, um, if that helps. Uh, Phil McCracken, <clears throat> never put the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket. 
Is this a reference to your name, Phil McCracken? Uh, if they somehow misplace their genes, you're in for a rough time. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's also said, Phil Hay tweeted, we've offered two-year deal to Alioski. I don't think he has, Phil, because I've just looked up Phil's tweets and I can't find it. Uh, we are leaving it late for the kit sales and the away shirt. Yep. Okay. Final thoughts. Matt? Phil's, Phil's, Phil's not in the loop anymore anyway. He's out of the loop, so he won't know fuck all. But to be honest, it's not a stupid idea, that. You probably better pick him up cheap. He knows the club. We do need a left-back. I don't want to be stupid. <laughs> stupid to left -back. <laughs> you know, if, if, if Firpo, you know, hopefully becomes the player that we think we've signed, you know, you don't really want another big, you know, name or a, an expensive left-back. You want somebody who can fill in there. You know, maybe Alaska can do it. So... You know, I think he brings a very different. He's not. He's not the best, most technically gifted player, but I do think he brings a character and atmosphere to the to the team, which maybe we need. I think we look a bit lightweight at times, so having a bit of a character in there, a bit of a shit house, then good. So not the stupid idea. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Um, final thoughts. Uh, by the way, by my final thought is happy birthday to El Loco, Marcello Bielsa. So he shares your uh, wedding anniversary. So it's uh, Marcello's birthday today. So. Um, I think the thing about Phillips, that's why I thought about him, actually, because I don't necessarily think Phillips did want to always play Pep. I think what he wanted to do was play for another manager that coached and treated his team the way that Bielsa did. And that's mm. what, you know, Pep's a protégé of Bielsa. So I think he definitely would have, that would have been a draw for, for Phillips because, let's be frank, Bielsa made... Phillips the player that he was and brought not out not just the, the the footballer out of him that he was but brought the human being out of him uh, you know he, he's been the, he's the best version of himself he could be at the moment in Calvin and that's in many ways down to down to Bielsa so I think that's why he's gone to Man City as well because he wants to be coached by a similar in a similar ethos in a similar way with a similar mantra so yeah, happy birthday, Marcello Bielsa. I hope he's having a brilliant time and eating some nice steak and having a nice glass of Argentina red out there in Rosario. Um, that's my final thought. Okay, happy okay. birthday, Marcella. And Barney, final thoughts? Um, just enjoy the rain for the next few days because it's going to get hot again next week. <clears throat> and I'm, Wait, I, I, love I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of all conspiracy theories or anything, but... Hmm. The, the connection between people who don't believe vaccine that have gone down the, the rabbit hole of don't believe in climate change and the thought that those two days of the heat wave here was just a heat wave. That was no fucking heat wave. I've not experienced that sort of heat before. I mean, I started work at seven o'clock on Monday morning and it was absolutely fucking sweltering. I could have had a, I could have had a sunbathe at six o'clock in the morning Someone, someone I work with, he said he was that hot. He woke up at four o'clock and slept mm. on his garden furniture because <laughs> he oh. was that hot. It was that yeah. ridiculously hot. So just enjoying the uh, the the rain the next couple of days. The garden needs it, and then um, we'll be we'll be back uh, sunbathing next week and drinking carlin. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I haven't been that hot since. Uh... Well, that's what I don't I haven't been that hot since I was laid on my sofa covered in baby oil last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have watched I mean, that I've watched that podcast back a couple of times, which I don't always do. 
And I watched it in bed when my missus was next to me. And I got punched about three times because I was still pissing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it again the other day and uh, yeah, it was very, very funny, especially the last bit. <laughs> Uh, right, um, 157 days until Christmas, uh, Barney right. says Bremner. There you go. Uh, smash the like, says Derek Moore. Uh, happy wedding anniversary, Barney. Mine is tomorrow, says Bandy. Uh, happy birthday, Marcelo, says Bremner. And uh, how blessed we are to have you on today then. Hope the missus is all right with it. Lol, says Nora. She's just uh, recovering from doing Offset yesterday, so she's fine. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, stay hydrated, uh, wear a hat, slap, what do they say in Australia? Slap on a hat, slip on some sunscreen and slop on a shirt. Where are we going here? Where are we going? Definitely. <laughs> slop, slop it all over the, all over the place. Splash it all over. Is that what to say? Splash it all over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, if you're uh, if you're in Australia, have uh, an enjoyable day at the game tomorrow, and uh, come on, Leeds, buy a left back, get a striker, I have get it done. Striker, for fuck's sake! <laughs> come on, Leeds! Come on! Come on! <laughs>